Star Wars had a trailer. Yeah, I watched that. I watched it twice. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slave. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slave. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're discussing the final Star Wars trailer. Ooh, exciting stuff. Probably not the last one for the year. I think there's going to be another Mandalorian one, but who am I? Who am Mm -hmm. I to say? Uh, We're going to be celebrating the Joker being the highest R-rated film, probably. It's a good thing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The, the highest, I think you mean highest grossing, right? Uh, no, no, it's the highest. It's the highest level. Yeah, it's the highest <laughs> grossing R-rated film. Thank you. I'll put that in there. There you go. Uh, we're looking forward to Marvel's Phase 4 offerings below. Got a little, little Marvel section mm-hmm. in today's show and more. Man, Chris, I feel like you got a little extra pep in your step, and that must be from the alligator jerky Yum. You've been, you were chewing on just before we started recording. I, I just downed some alligator jerky. I've got me a cinnamon Coca-Cola, a little, little bitty can. Got to watch the calories here. I am just living my life with exotic food and drink this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you you had some, like, tea-flavored Kit Kats the other day. Oh, no, they're, they're peach mint flavored Kit Kats, and they're white chocolate. Very subtle. Very, very good. But there's, like, five in that bag. So oh, J- J- Japan has some of the best stuff. Yeah, I feel like we've definitely talked about Kit Kats on the show before. But a um, friend of the show, Quentin Parker, went to, I believe it was E3 earlier this year. Or yeah. Maybe it was some other video game expo. It's got to be E3. It's the only one that I can think that's in Los Angeles. And he sent us in the group chat the picture of these Kit Kats that he were eating. It was like these new Kit Kats duos. They're like mint chocolate. And I'm a huge fan of Kit Kats. And we don't have like any fun flavors of Kit Kats here in the United States. Like I think there might be like a dark chocolate Kit Kat, but that's basically about as far as it goes. Uh, You have to go to Japan or other parts of the country to get the fun flavors. So I've been waiting for this flavor to drop like ever since July. Like every month I'm at the grocery store. Maybe it's this month. Maybe it's this month. (laughs) So like finally I just did what any other informed consumer would do is I just went on the Kit Kat website to figure out when they're coming out and it's mm-hmm. December so now I actually have a month to wait for but I thought it was funny that on this branded Kit Kat official webpage they specifically said like a lot of people reach out to us and say they want the fun flavors that are in Japan so we're going to try to make that happen so it sounds like there's going to be maybe some other flavors hitting the, well, the candy aisle soon well I've seen um, the Halloween ones this season the orange uh, but those one. are just different colors. That's, well, I don't think that's really different. Flavors, no, it's pu- it? it's pumpkin pie is the one this season. You can get it oh, at Target. Oh, pumpkin spice. That I mean, no, that's pumpkin not pie, not pumpkin spice. My. <laughs> and a, what do you put it, in a pumpkin pie to get that flavor? You. Put I'm not putting pumpkin, pumpkin spice. spice. I'm putting real pumpkin in that pie. Okay. I'm hoping well, you, you also real have, pumpkin. You also have to put nutmeg in it and cinnamon and cloves. That's how you get the pumpkin pie flavor, man. Those are spices, not pumpkin. Sp- There's no spice from pumpkins. Okay, I'm not here <laughs> grating the, the outside of it, and then also. Uh, there's a, a a Halloween apple pie one somewhere. I think it's a purple color mm-hmm. for Halloween. So, uh, I mean, candy, candy, food. We could have a whole fo- a food based podcast. We've talked about this before yeah. because we well, love our snacks. Well, we're in this really weird zone for October right now, where this was the last weekend of October. So all of the Halloween parties happened like last night or over the weekend, or who knows? Maybe you could be at a weird like Sunday afternoon Halloween party. 
uh, right now. But now we just are kind of like in the slow trickle till October is over. Like, I, what is Halloween on like a Wednesday or a Thursday this week? Who um, knows? So like maybe I mean the only the only like real upside is maybe like your office might be able to have a potluck actually on Halloween this year instead of trying to fit it in before the weekend, but. We're in like the we're in like the transition between fall and winter. And Chris, I was going to ask you this since you kind of keep up more with the zeitgeist and the news of um, of video games. But the last mm-hmm. I checked in, like this is kind of big video game season right now, towards the end of the year, where a lot of big titles come out just before the holiday season. You know, because uh, all the kids want these games, so the parents go and buy them. So I know Death Stranding's coming out, but I was trying to think of anything else. Well, I think this week Modern War Call of Duty, Modern, the Call of Duty game Modern warfare came out uh, oh that's gonna be a big one i've heard some 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 more i've heard more complaints about video games this year than actual <laughs> like good things so apparently the servers like went up in flames for this game when it came out uh, this week <laughs> um we have star wars um the jedi fallen order coming out later this month in november oh okay <laughs> i i wouldn't sh- i wasn't sure when that game was coming out uh and then also uh, if you're a pokemon fan the first new series on oh. nintendo switch yeah, that's right. Uh, is out. Uh, Fortnite just came out with season two uh, or chapter two, where they redid the whole map, started the game pretty much over. Uh, I was trying to think of what else is really on my wish. Uh, the Outer Worlds came out this week, which is a, oh, a Bioware yeah. game. I think I, I think I saw some sponsored uh, some sponsored ads from that. Also, uh, this probably isn't related to us at all, but I saw that people were up in arms because of this new like WWE wrestling game came out. Oh, no. I think I saw that it was just. Uh, just not it just basically was not ready to be released it just oh. wasn't a functioning game and people were just up in arms about that um well so yeah. i thought that was pretty funny well i'm like <laughs> yeah actually i just pulled up the side i was looking at this earlier because um there's a blizzcon going on later this week and if blizzard isn't already pissed off everybody else in the world Ooh, yeah it's gonna be a tough time for them um they're actually looking at releasing overwatch 2 uh, or announcing it this week, but also Diablo 4 at BlizzCon, which I'm a Diablo fan. I don't know about you, Mike. I was going to ask you this. I'm like, I don't need it on the show, but since you brought up video games, um, I spent a lot of time growing up playing Diablo 2 and its expansion. Um, so they're also talking about remastering Diablo 2. So uh, if you're Is- a big fan of the hack and slash looter. So I can't I can't quite remember what number or version of the game it was, but I do have memories of playing a Diablo game back in like elementary school. Probably and two. It probably was two. I mean, I think they're they're pretty much all top down kind of uh, yeah. uh, dungeon crawlers. Um, I remember there was a specifically a hack in the game where not only could you save your game file, but you could save your character mm-hmm. separately so i remember what we would do is we would run through these dungeons we would like loot all of this gold and then what you do is you save your character and then you transfer all of your gold over to your friend that you're playing with and then they save their character but then like you restart the game and then you load your friend's character that has all the gold but then you still have your gold so it was this crazy process but if you just like sat down for like an hour you could just have like a, a ridiculous amount of gold within like basically the first seconds that you start the game so uh, <laughs> if there's any kids out there that are that are looting through old versions of Diablo 2 I guess there's my, my tips and tricks for you. I'm really surprised it's one of those games that hasn't come to mobile yet like Diablo 2 for tablets because it's just like it's not a resource heavy game and everyone played it so i'm just like maybe they'll do diablo 2 remastered in like diablo 2 classic for ipad and then you can uh, you can play with more people on because i remember we used to play over dial up like the, the fast internet wasn't even out yet for diablo mm-hmm. 2 so 
Uh, I'm a big fan of that game. I, I know a lot of some of the listeners listen to it. I remember I was in Detroit when Diablo 3 came out. PC servers crashing. This game's popular, right? <laughs> Me and my friend Brian, uh, friend Brian, we have it on Mac. And there's like 10 people on those servers. So we were fine. We played all weekend up in Detroit. And everyone else is just online complaining about not being able to play. It was quite the quite the quite the journey well it so. sounds like you had to be in motor city to yeah. uh, to play diablo just right <laughs> but yeah it's this it's this weird time of the year now where you're gonna have to fulfill this kind of empty gap of no real huge tentpole blockbuster of films mm-hmm. especially when it comes to the comic book films and you're gonna have to just uh bide your time with um with video games yeah and, and video games are um plenty we have black friday coming out mike you know the the biggest season of the year for sales and i think a lot of those people are doing those online early so we, we may see some uh doing that but i wanted to talk to you before we got into the show i've been there was some information about hbo max and we talked about this tour blue in the face about stream the streaming wars right mm-hmm. and apparently hbo max will be free for AT&T customers who are also HBO subscribers. Interesting. Uh, and it could, because execs want to convert HBO subscribers to HBO Max subscribers, but those require negotiation deals with their current pay TV providers. That's why they can't convert it immediately right out the gate. Mm, well, so this is this is this I feel like this is this is big news but it doesn't affect me because I'm not an ANT uh, AT&T customer so but what this makes me think is since these executives are very much worried about the subscriber number like eventually they're going to have a board meeting at, after HBO Max launches and they're going to have to talk to they're going to have to talk to all of their shareholders and say we have x number of subscribers so they want that number as high as possible so this is one way to get it but also it makes me think that who knows, maybe HBO Max might end up being the same price as normal HBO Go because they, they don't want to turn any people off. Mm. Or I don't know, maybe they'll just bundle all of those uh, numbers together. Like, oh, we have like 1 million HBO Max slash HBO subscribers. So it, well, seems, like, it seems like the numbers game is going to be really, really big moving forward. Like, I, it seems like uh, when people are going to be writing about the streaming wars, I don't think they're going to really care too much about the revenue. How much is Netflix bringing in? How much is Disney Plus bringing in? How much is HBO Max bringing in? Because all those numbers could mean different things depending if, if your company is running debt or if it's you know have, has a bunch of like investors out there in Silicon Valley like Netflix does it's probably going to be just purely the subscriber numbers how many <laughs> subscribers do you have so that's going to be like the game they're going to try to game that system somehow right well and, I, and honestly the whole point about this we've, we've talked about the pricing for HBO uh, mm-hmm. now and we were like oh they'll just add it to HBO for free this tells me they're not going to do that at all like you're you are gonna have to pay for HBO. You'll have to pay for HBO Max, or and then that's what'll be. They won't add it to the fifteen dollars. So if you want to get it all, you're gonna have to double down on whatever it is. And someone, I think someone was pointing the price at what fifteen ninety nine because isn't that what all of them are already? Whether you go uh, HBO I, Go or HBO Max, it's like fifteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's what it is right now. So if they have to increase it, I can't imagine them going over twenty dollars because that just seems like too much of a threshold, a uh, mental blockage for people that are subscribing to something monthly. So um, I saw just the other day that the that they're going to be making like standalone like Adventure Time content for HBO yeah. Max. It, I, di- I didn't look into it because I haven't finished the series yet, so I didn't want anything spoiled for me. Uh, so I don't. it seems like these are going to be like mini-movies or mini-series or like spinoffs. I'm not really sure what it is. And then I also saw that uh, a one really big property that's floating around the streaming rights for is South Park. 
they say that this the acqu- the acquisition of South Park could be like a gigantic deal. And since Viacom hasn't quite merged, um, hasn't quite merged with CBS yet, is they won't have that kind of power together to possibly grab up uh, South Park, which you know, which is connected to the Comedy Central all of Viacom. So there's a chance that maybe even South Park could get nabbed up by something like HBO Max. So. Man, the, the service is really padding well, out. And I was just thinking about it the other day because I think Silicon Valley uh, comes back tonight. Uh, I think we're going to talk about Watchmen a little bit in, in the show. And then His Dark Material starts up. So I feel like HBO used to be like every three months you got like a big show that premiered. And now it's like we're getting like four big shows in, in the span of like six weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, I will tell you right now, we're not going to talk about Watchmen because I have not had a chance to watch it this week. So we're, that is off the table for us right now until until I get to watch it. But it should be tonight. Uh, knock on wood. But, I mean, it's just weird that, this, I mean, because we are, what, how many weeks away? Two weeks away? Yeah, two weeks away from D- Disney Plus launching. Like, mm-hmm. the, this is, HBO Max is going to be one of the last people other than what, Peacock, I think is the last one, which is mm-hmm. a weird name for a streaming service, by the way. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> I get the I get the icon, but I don't like the name. So um, it looks like if you are an HBO member in AT and T, you don't have to pay anything for like a year. But if you have HBO and don't have AT and T, it looks like you're gonna have to buckle down and pay more for it. Yeah. So. And this uh, might be a bad sign because even between me and you, some of the biggest uh, streaming wars nerds out there, we're not even talking about Apple Plus, which I think launches in just a couple days. I think it's the first week of November. Yeah. So, so much for Jason Momoa's new show because I don't know when I'm going to get around to watching that. Yeah, I, nothing's really jumped out. I saw ones that um, Jennifer Aniston has a, a show on there where like the women run the newsroom or something now. So. Yeah, the morning show, which has Steve Carell in it. Like it, it looks looks to be good casting, but it's just like. I don't even know how to get into Apple Plus. I don't want to give them ten dollars a month already. Like it's not I'm- ten. It's like it's the <laughs> cheapest one. It's under five for Apple Plus. They 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 went real low because they only have like three shows, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, it's not a whole lot. And I think someone else was talking about um, PlayStation View is uh, looking at being purchased as well. Uh, Sony's selling PlayStation View, and Apple was maybe looking at buying that service up to, to bolster. Which is up. which is strange because I was under the impression that PlayStation View is just kind of along the lines of like YouTube TV. Like they don't really have really much in the way of original content. It's just like a digital service that's just mm-hmm. delivering you just like cable channels, just like YouTube TV is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well, it's like Sling. I mean, it's a lot like Sling or yeah. or one of those. So uh, one of our listeners, Adam Nemec, he has PlayStation View. He watches it all the time. So, But he, has, he uses his Xbox as like the primary Streaming thing, so you know, or not Xbox, PlayStation. Uh, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, streaming wars; those, those are kicking off, Mike. And uh, it looks like you know the the two two quote unquote heavy hitters, probably the heaviest hitter, Disney and Apple are are launching this month alone. So, um, uh, we're gonna see how the holiday holds up with all these mm-hmm. things coming at us. What kind of deals? What kind of bundles are they gonna throw at new customers? I'm I'm curious. Let's let's see. The Joker, however, is still in theaters. You can't catch us on your Hulu or your you know Netflix yet, but it is now considered the highest-grossing R-rated movie of all time uh, in theaters. Congratulations to it! Uh, and Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds has responded with an R-rated um, <laughs> congratulatory message because he says R-rated box office congratulatory posts aren't like the ones you're used to. And it's the picture of Joker on the chair says, "You motherfucker." <laughs> so, um, and then it's got the list of the top ten. Or is it top ten, or is that just the people? Uh, I don't understand the list below because it goes Deadpool, Neo, Pennywise, Jesus, Hugh Jackman, The Wolfpack, Mr. Gray, and Ted. 
Um, I, I would assume uh, Neo as in reference to um, the Matrix, and, and, uh, which is Keanu, which is probably referencing uh, John Wick, I would think. OK, uh, so I think this is just like a weird kind of just a way to oh, reference so all these other people. Pennywise is it, Jesus' passion of the Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hugh Jackman probably a Logan. Logan. Uh, the Wolfpack would be the Hangover. Uh-huh. Mr. Gray would be. Um, oh, is that Fifty Shades of Gray? Fifty Shades of Gray, and then Ted. And then Ted. Okay. Ted. <laughs> this is like this makes you we, think here a little bit. Looking at we this, got so. we got there. We got there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's that, that's really fun for them. And then on that on that same regards, they are saying that Joker is as profitable as Avengers Endgame now, due to its low production costs. Yeah, I, I've I've seen some people speculating that this could possibly bring back the mid budget film. Which I think is pretty exciting, but I think the big question that looms in the air is, can you make a big budget profit with a mid-budget film without like really strong IP? Because I mean, mm-hmm. like people went to see this movie, not just for the controversy around it, but also it had IP behind it. So I don't know if you could get this type of return on just like a fresh, brand new project. Hopefully, maybe somebody will be able to well, crack that case because I mean, John Wick was like a brand new um well, brand new property you know well, i think it's also like the passion behind it if the studio's like well we're, we're we're gonna actually make a bunch of mid-production things and when it becomes studio cranked out nobody cares i think that's the, the quality people care you know the actors and, and the director wanted joker to be good you know got you know film festival stuff john wick was like a comeback for keanu reeves um i'm trying to think what what was um taken wasn't it like a mid mid-range thing for liam neeson that kicked off mm-hmm. you know his the the Liam uh, Leon, uh, Neeson Sons or whatever the, the Liam Nissans yeah I don't yeah. know how to say whatever that. so I mean th- there's got to be passion behind it it's got to be good you know a lot of these take those VFX or stunt artists or stunt directors and put them in the director's shoes you're probably gonna get some good stuff that looks good that that isn't just you know relying on green screen forever so I think I think my favorite outcome from this film is I saw just the other day that people are flocking to that staircase that uh, yeah. that's shown in the Joker I guess it's actually in the Bronx. And people are dressing up as the Joker, going on the stairs. Everybody's getting their pictures with it, which I, I think is harmless. I don't think it's a big deal to me. But then I saw this article that was kind of composing these people's like hot takes, like people saying like, "Oh, don't come around the Bronx. This, you know, this isn't your neighborhood. You know, stop visiting the staircase." It, and it's just like, just get over it, people. It's just that it's in just terms a movie, of, like this is so harmless of what could have happened. In terms <laughs> of the zeitgeist, this is essentially the Breaking Bad house and people throwing pizza on it. <laughs> where people show up at, at the Walter White's house that was in the show, which you know just came back on Netflix for this final movie, and they're throwing pizzas on the roof of the house. Yeah, I, I just think it's funny. I mean, if people were being like truly disruptive, like taking like cartons of eggs and like throwing it oh, all around, no one be different. <laughs> no one shooting television hosts on the stairs to reenact the Joker. Okay, it, <laughs> yeah. it's it's perfectly fine. Yeah, um, it's just it's just it's just harmless it, fun. Just leave people alone. In that regard, did you see the one good Saturday Night Live sketch of the year? Where they do Oscar the Grouch, but oh, it's did Joker. You, did you finally get around to watching that? Then? Oh, I did. I, as soon as I, I, I think I saw it on that Monday, and I was trying to share it with people. I'm like, you got to watch this. Like, this is yeah, the one good one for the year. Yeah, that's still getting around. I, you know, I've I follow some people on uh, social media that are like still like sharing that with some of their friends. So it's been a while since something on SNL has kind of really strike through that maybe wasn't totally uh, yeah. based around the election. So yeah, uh, good for David Harbor for making something good this year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I've, I've talked to several people. Uh, one of the listeners of the show, super fan Jim, he got around to watching Hellboy this weekend. He was like, other than some bad CG, not a horrible movie. Uh, I stand by him on that. But I mean, <laughs> that movie is on sale everywhere you go. I saw it very cheap today at a mile. So uh, you can go pick that up. 
However, we can look forward to comic book movies next year. We finally, 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 finally get a DC sequel, Mike. Finally. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 84. Uh, and the director, um, Patty Jenkins, has confirmed that Pedro Pascal, who we see in The Mandalorian very shortly, uh, will be playing the villain Maxwell Lord, uh, who I believe was in Supergirl Season 1 and uh, was in um, Smallville before that. And um, rumor is he could be a god in disguise, kind of like Wonder Woman 1. I really hope that's not the case because that's way too much of the same thing going on. Uh-huh. Uh, but his powers, if you don't know Maxwell, includes influencing through suggestion, like mentally influencing and saying a word to like suggest people to, like to do his bidding kind of thing. Well, I think the the few official photos that we've seen of Pedro Pascal in the movie, he's dressed up as like a affluential businessman. So that would make sense that that power would translate to like success in business. Um, I suppose he could be a God in disguise as long as they maybe just don't like try to um, hide the reveal from us. Like just show us in like the very first act that this is actually a God (laughs) in disguise. And then we're just not, you know, quote unquote, like surprised at the end. If he's not, maybe he got his powers gifted to him from a God. Uh, would be the, probably a better way to go, I think. Yeah, sure. They string us on thinking he's a god, but then he's like, no, someone actually gave me my powers. Mm-hmm. Um, I find his powers very similar to the Purple Man in Jessica Jones. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, hopefully this isn't something they're just like, oh, that was a really good guy. You know, they're never going to make another Jessica Jones with him, so we can use it now in this, you know, female-led movie. Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see Wonder Woman 84. I, maybe we'll get a. I think we're we're gonna we're overdue for a trailer. Maybe we'll get one at, at Christmas time with uh, Star Wars coming out. So um, we'll cross our fingers to to see some some more of that. And if you're not tired of the CW shows, Green Arrow and the Canaries is filming the pilot uh, for hopefully what becomes a series. Mike, um, this is the potential title for this Arrow spinoff, which would make no sense if it's called Green Arrow and the Canaries, yeah. unless there's a Green Arrow in it. And maybe it's the girl, the daughter from the future. I, I don't know. Um, is there is there any draw for you to go watch this show if they, they make it? I mean, I, I've been out of the show for so many seasons now. But since the, the last season is going to be show, so short, it's going to tie in with this big epic crossover over event. Maybe I'll try to dip in and see if I can see what's going on here. Uh, but the only reason I could see them maybe calling it Green Arrow and the Canaries is you put Green Arrow in the title to maybe grab some of those people uh, just very easily with the title. The Canaries might not be as um, might not be as overt saying like, oh, this is a superhero show. But uh, it, yeah, I don't know. I, I've I've heard from some insider sources that uh, just the CW in general is trying to reduce their episode numbers of their shows. They're you know seems like maybe doing episodes that are like twenty plus in a season is a little bit of a legacy mm-hmm. thing that might stick around for something like the Flash. But new shows might stick in the realm of like ten to thirteen episodes. Then you can kind of just move them around throughout the the year. I mean, we saw this a little bit with Agents of Shield when that would go on hiatus and then they would bring in Peggy Carter so yeah. you just have this constant stream of every week something new well, which is honestly what broadcast has to do I mean when you can go on any streaming service and watch something brand new that you've never seen before pretty much any hour of the day uh, who wants to sit through a freaking rerun you know yeah. on like a, on a time schedule so I could see them maybe making like eight episodes of this and just like throwing it up in like well, the summer or something you know well I also see I mean I, if it does get multiple seasons and they're trying to reduce their budgets because some of these shows are getting VFX heavy over there. I mean, to be honest, you know, 
I'm surprised Legends of Tomorrow was still trucking along uh, as far as it's gone. So Ooh. if they're like, uh, you know, we need to reduce the budgets, let's do this. Like you mentioned, 13, thir- 10 to thirteen episode seasons, right? Let's 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 do this. Green Arrow in the Kingdom probably not very VFX heavy. Probably just some camera magic, right? You shoot an arrow, they're screaming, the screen shakes a little bit, we're fine. Very 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 low, very cut and dry. And then they could um, maybe eventually season two drop off Green Arrow in the Canaries and just call it Canaries, you know, something like that, or. Or move along that that realm. This is just the, the the sprinkling to like, hey, here's what it is. But you know what? It's they're filming a pilot. This may not even take off. We could just be getting our hopes up for nothing. And by that, we didn't get our hopes up at all. It just could be this, nothing. This could have new warriors written all over it. Because just because the pilot gets made doesn't mean you'll ever see it. Mm-hmm. And what was the other one? Um, th- well, I, I think this is more along the lines of the um, the spinoff with the oh the Nick Blood and the um, Mockingbird. What was it? Uh, that one. Most oh, wanted, Marvel's most, most wanted. Most wanted, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was a spinoff that never saw the light of day. So, but they'll get a backdoor pilot in in Arrow this short season. So if you watch that, it'll be in there. Now for something I don't even know what to think about this, Mike. And I've I've thought about this since Monday morning. <laughs> Bloodshot, the Valiant comic book, is getting a movie. No long. We've had the web series where I was it uh, the Green Power Ranger, uh, Jason David Frank played him, uh, but now we get a movie starring. Action star Vin Diesel, and this seems to be like Triple X the Fourth or something going on here. Uh, it's Vin Diesel. He's a cybernetically enhanced man whose memories are being altered, which I think they should have saved that reveal for later or in the movie. And he can just be totally badass uh, with his uh, new healing superpowered body. Um, and um, it seems to be just a generic Vin Diesel action movie. I don't know what you think, Mike. What did yeah, you get out of watching this trailer? Well, I have mixed feelings about this because I had to go out on the internet and see other people's opinions because I'm not really <laughs> connected to the IP of Bloodshot at all. You know, I saw some people complaining that in the tr- in the very first trailer of this movie that's literally never been made before, you don't get to see him in his iconic like white skin, red yeah. dot on his chest. And I, I saw some rational explanations, people saying, well, it's just the first trailer. This could be a third act reveal. And then also people complaining, like like you just said, that it seemed like you just watched the entire film, all the twists and turns right, right in the trailer. Yeah. But I would, I would push back and say if in the trailer they didn't get across the fact that he's being manipulated to go out and kill all of these people, I wouldn't be interested in it at all. If that, if that little germ wasn't put into the trailer, I would say, oh, this is just the most generic action flick I've ever seen. It's okay. just, some sort of, just some sort of super soldier. But I kind of like this angle <laughs> that, he, that he's being like targeted and pushed towards different things so i could see like throughout the throughout the film vin diesel being pushed like to his limit and then snapping and then attacking the people that created him but at the same time i'm just like i'm not seeing a whole lot of originality here and then in a comic book i guess it gets across a little bit easier and more streamlined of like oh nanites could be doing this to to him because i i'm just assuming that's the same origin in the comic books but yeah i don't know is. just when, but just when you're looking like in a at a realistic person you're just like nanites really like even when it got to the point in the mcu when iron man had like um he also had like nanites or i don't know what he called them in stark industry well it terms. was extremist was his nanites kind of in the uh, yeah comic books even even when it got to the point where his suit was kind of turning into nanites i i 
still it was hard for me to get on board because you go to this very like scientific route of like okay I can suspend my disbelief and just assume that and you know in this fantasy world that that a scientist could make a suit out of metal and make it work even though like how the hell is he like powering it once this arc reactor's gone what is this arc this doesn't even make any sense but like the, all the nanites I was like okay whatever I'll just push it out of my brain because he can do really cool shit with it when he's fighting Thanos in Endgame and Infinity War right um, but like I don't know it's just who who cares about Bloodshot I mean to be honest well, I mean there could be some there could be really voracious readers out there who love Bloodshot but I mean I think once you expand to a larger market I mean you honestly you have to have somebody like Vin Diesel to sell it if it was just like a, a no name person uh, people might not go see it like that um, what was that Blumhouse movie that came out like last year that had kind of a similar premise of somebody who was like plussed up with technology and he was going out and killing people oh was that um, Upgrade Upgrade, yeah. Some people were comparing, yeah. like, maybe this plot to Upgrade. So, I mean, I guess you got to put somebody like well, Vin Diesel in it to sell it. Upgrade is a fantastic movie if you've not seen that. Um, if, if you get a chance to watch Upgrade, I recommend it. I think it was, like, I heard it was, two or three I years heard, ago. I heard it was good, but I don't know if it made any money is what I was trying yeah. to say. Well, it's a Blumhouse movie. It, it, they only apparently, I found out from one of the someone who works in the industry, apparently they make a bunch of movies, but only the good ones get released. The other ones get straight to VOD, and you never hear about them. <laughs> I but, believe that. Well, I guess the thing is, like, you know, everyone talks about, you know, we have all these comic book properties and all this stuff, and, you know, um, where, where can we go? You know, I assume Bloodshot's a cheap property for Vin Diesel to take over, even though he's been the voice of Groot and potentially Black Bolt going forward. Um, but, you know, one of the things is I don't, the look, you know, Bloodshot, Red Circle, and he has hair, obviously, in this one, Vin Diesel will never have hair, as long as I can remember him, but the, he, he, his chest glows to represent the circle. And they're taking some liberty here, and it's okay. I just don't know. Like, at, towards the end of it, it actually reminded me more of Battle Angel Alita, because they have the guy with the robot arms fighting him. And I'm like... Yeah, that part actually looked kind of cool if they brought in some nifty tech like that. Yeah. like Obviously, this is trailer number one. This movie's probably going to... I don't I don't remember if it was rated R or not. It didn't have a red band trailer. It's going to kind of go under... The radar probably a little bit. Some people will watch it. It'll just be a generic action movie. I don't think we're going to... I, I don't think we're going to be talking about how great Bloodshot was and how much it changed our our life, but it will be something else to add to the, you know, other than just Marvel and DC characters. Other, like, this is one of, I think, Rye and Bloodshot and maybe Man of War, and you've probably heard of never, none of those, <laughs> yeah. um, are Valiant's biggest properties, which is, you know, other than Image, I think the fourth biggest publisher. So, like, you know, I'm glad they're making some. I just, I just wish they weren't as generic. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, it's just it's hard for me to attach myself to this trailer at this point in time. Um, yeah. So, upgrade just to give you a heads up made only 14 million dollars worldwide, which seems incredibly low. But it only had a budget of five million dollars. So you know, at, tack a couple more million on there, possibly for um, you know uh, promotions. The movie could have made like you know five plus million dollars, not a right. huge return, but uh, there you go. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it paid back the people, and then it actually doubled them again if they wanted to make another movie. So you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I yeah, it's a twenty twenty eighteen man. It feels like it was forever ago. <laughs> yeah, um, I know, right? But um, yeah, I, I think I thought Upgrade was was actually pretty good. So um, if you get a chance to to check that out, uh, do that, and it, it's. Yeah, it's not like this, but that's fine. But I think the problem with this Bloodshot trailer is, Mike, our next topic. Because <laughs> literally, they put out a Bloodshot trailer at, like, 1 in the morning, right? On a Monday. And we all were waiting all day 
for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker trailer to come out. People are watching football that have never seen football in their life, waiting for this game to get to halftime so they can play this trailer. I was on Twitter refreshing, right, to get these because I don't have the ability to watch football, and everyone's like, there is only three seconds on the clock, but it has taken half an hour to get through this. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, In true sports ball fashion, Mike. So everyone is waiting for this last Rise of Skywalker trailer, and because... Tickets are going to go on sale when it's done. Well, guess what, Mike? Tickets went on sale well before that thing came on. Um, <laughs> I've got two showings that are an hour apart because I did not want to miss my 5 o'clock showing, but it wasn't available yet. So I went ahead and bought two sets of tickets as backups. As backups. I can take it back. Did you get your tickets for this? Well, yeah, because I saw you texting me saying uh, I was literally on the road, on the freeway, and of course tickets were about to go on sale. So I was like, oh my god, uh, hopefully they're still there once I get back. But I think kind of like the sneak attack possibly worked out in my favor, because I have a feeling that maybe they launched the tickets earlier, because they knew that the big super nerds would know about it ahead of time, and we did. (laughs) And we went in there and we got our tickets, and then the big general public would get their call to action during the football game, and hopefully that would kind of spread out the load on the server. It sounds like that probably didn't work because we heard some people out there, uh, Fandango wasn't oh, working for them. Fandango crashed. AMC, um, my local one, had all the theaters shown and sold out immediately mm-hmm. because I, I, there, I, there's reasons behind this I know and I can't say on the show and I about did, so I'm sorry uh, for our listener uh, who, who told me this information. <laughs> gotta, gotta keep secrets. But... Um, so what what had happened was like so AMC put me in a queue for like thirty minutes and then I went to a thing that said all of these were sold out. So I'm not even getting to go to my 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 theater of choice. I'm going to the theater with the reclining seats. And guess what seats I chose, Mike? The ones at the in the middle that have like a walkway in between them. There's mm-hmm. handicap on the left, handicap on the right, and I'm right in the middle. So no one will be sitting in front of me for this movie. Ooh, that sounds pretty nice, man. I'm very stoked for this. But this trailer, this trailer, Mike. Wow. I'm excited. Do you have Star Wars hype? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I swear it's like the it's the psychological connection to the John Williams score that does it every time. I mean, you just put lightsabers on a screen, play some John Williams music, and I'm on board. Uh, there's some exciting stuff going on in here. I feel like we don't really have any specific direction on what exactly is going to happen in the film, right? So I feel like the last time we left off, like, Ray was in this kind of weird place with her character where she was, like, you know, she was trying to trying to like deal with Kylo, like trying to like, you know, just uh, Mm -hmm. try to get him on her side or at least on some sort of less manic position of how the force should be used. And she felt a little, a little um, untrustworthy towards Luke because she wasn't really sure what he was up to. So her, I feel like her character was in flux the last time we saw her. In the previous trailer we saw, she had like that switchblade lightsaber. She's all cloaked up. Don't know what to think about that. Uh, So I thought maybe we might get more of that in this trailer. Uh, but we are—I don't—we're not really seeing any of that like red glowy lightsaber uh, no. symbolism over her face. Like the the trailer ends with the blue lightsaber bathing her face, and I believe um, uh, there's a line possibly from Princess Leia that comes across, or maybe it's Luke. Well, I don't it's, know. It, well, it's Luke and Leia saying she's like the the you know, we are with you always. So it's Luke and Leia split down the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of Emperor Palpatine in this trailer. Lots of dialogue. Oh, yeah. Lots the, of VO. The, th- the throne is actually, uh, I, I pulled this, someone showed uh, artwork from um, who the McQuarrie guy who does all the the conceptual art for, since the first Star Wars. He drew mm-hmm. that for Return of the Jedi. And now that's Emperor's throne in this movie. 
Um, obviously, I think that the Emperor is on like a big walker. There's an over-the-shoulder shot with the cloaked hood um, going on. Um, I will, I will. This, this is just gonna. I'm so hyped to see this movie, Mike, because you know we talk about whether you like the Last Jedi or you like, you know, the Force Awakens or you you, you like the first movie. Um, at, at, was it uh, Phantom Menace? The production of Star Wars is always a hundred and ten percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel it even more. It's all the spaceships that came together in this, a lot of spaceships, whether they're good spaceships, bad spaceships, the water, that, like they're fighting lightsabers in the water. Um, was it, She threw the lightsaber in this one too, didn't she, at the beginning, through the forest? I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. And uh, there's a very emotional C-3PO moment. Someone who's been through this through every movie. Every movie. And he's like, I'm looking at my friends for the last time. So what's going to happen to C-3PO? Yeah, it, like... I feel like some people were saying, oh, maybe he's getting like decommissioned or shut down. Or I think maybe he's just like, unfortunately, they're about to leave on their last adventure and he has to stay put in his location. So he's just watching them all branch out for one last time. Um, uh-huh. it, he, there's I, the other shot from the other one. He has the red eyes. So I think some. I mm-hmm. think maybe he might get reprogrammed for something. Yeah. yeah. So one one thing I'm trying to figure out is... So is the Emperor still alive, like flesh and blood, just on like some sort of gross life support like Vader was, which would make sense in the context. We've seen people kept alive in Star Wars, so Uh that wouldn't be that big of a deal. And even if he was really old or whatever, you know, who knows, the dark side, you know, could keep people alive for that long. It kept um, Darth Maul, who was cut in half alive. Yeah, exactly. Like time. hate, like hate will keep you like crawling across the floor when but your legs are cut off. Basically, most of the Sith, their goal is to live forever. So they probably have some way to like, you know, m- somehow live through horrible wounds for a short period of time. And if they can get to something, they'll save them. Maybe that's mm. that's what they do. And then also, I, I mull the idea around in my head is, oh, p- possibly maybe he's a force ghost. But I feel like force ghosts are reserved for just the light side of the force. That's mm-hmm. that seems to be like your reward for being a being one of the good guys. Is when you get struck down, you you become stronger than you could ever imagine, and you get yeah. to be a ghost that lives on. It's hard to imagine like rewarding the bad guys with that ability. So I, I feel like he's got to still be alive, flesh and blood. Um, But it makes me think when you get to the final confrontation, like we finally see Emperor Palpatine again, who's basically been like the common through line along with Skywalker through all these movies. um, Who does who does he finally clash with at the end of the film? You know, like, does he clash with Rey? If if Rey is actually like a Skywalker, I guess thematically that makes a little bit more sense um, because we know Luke's gone. And I I don't know. it's, It's hard for me to imagine a blue force ghost in any sort of confrontational situation. What, what if it's a red force ghost? <laughs> because like when we saw, when we saw Yoda in the last film, it was like in a relatively uh, peaceful scene. I mean, there was a tree on fire in the background, uh-huh. uh, I guess, but it was just a, it was just a conversation. Every time we've seen a blue force ghost, it's just been, it's just been a, uh, it's just been conversation, conversation. It, yeah. it just be what it's hard for me to imagine like a clash where the emperor's firing lightning and then there's a lightsaber blocking it. And then like Luke is in the background, like, Hey guys, knock it off. Yeah. I know I can't do anything. I'm just a projected force <laughs> ghost here, but like, knock it off. This is not this, good. This can't is Dragon Ball Z all over again. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're Gohan's fighting cell, but Goku's dead. He shows up behind him and like, yeah. gives him the push. But I'm thinking, so I'm thinking, <laughs> To me, Palpatine is alive somehow, mm-hmm. right? Physically manifest, he's physically manifested himself somehow, um, and and that Ray is um, will be probably the person to fight him. So where does that put Kylo Ren in this? Um, yeah, do you does, think he'll flip flop? He or 
Yeah, because I, I feel or, like we... May, may, may I pitch an idea? That the okay. Emperor has siphoned off Kylo's power or life force somehow to bring himself back through mm-hmm. the dark side. Maybe he's speaking through Kylo's body. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm looking at our uh, Star Wars bingo card uh, oh, God. right now. Okay. Right now. Whip it uh, out. Just to, see, just to see if we got anything from this new trailer. So... Uh, I mean, we're talking right now about force ghosts, and on our bingo card, we're crossing our fingers for three force ghosts in this movie, so uh, <laughs> praise God that we see just at least one, or we're just going to totally lose that square well, all entirely. I think with Luke talking, we're guaranteed at least one. Mm-hmm, that's true. Which is old Luke force ghost. Yeah, um, old Death Star will appear. I, 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 We didn't really see... I see... We saw some more wreckage in one of, oh. in like a speeder clip. Well, the, like. but also uh, there's a uh, the throne room. Ray and Kylo are in the throne room of the old Death Star. Oh, is that where that was? Okay, yeah. so maybe maybe uh, maybe we can uh, start crossing off our bingo card now. Yeah, I, I mean, we. I, I think I'm looking at the same thing. Yeah, because yeah, four down from three Force Ghosts is old Luke Force Ghosts. So I think we're feeling pretty good. Uh, very excited. I'm very excited for this, Mike. Uh, we're going to see this. Um, also, I just want to throw out there: this movie is going to be two hours and thirty five minutes, the longest so far. Okay, that's a lot of movie to put in this. It's not quite in-game, which, which it could have been, but that's fun. The Death Star 2 remnants, this is notes, are on a planet called Kef Burr. They're not on Endor. All right. So uh, I pulled that because that new Star Wars game is coming out. Um, and lastly, I wanted before we switch out, I wanted to ask you something, Mike. What is your episode watch order when getting to episode 9? What? Oh, how do you watch Star Wars? Because I I pitched some ideas to my wife. She's like, "Are we going to watch them all beforehand?" Because I'd like to. I'm like, "Great. Here's some ideas." The number one is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, we take out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, was it Rogue One and uh, Han Solo? Mm-hmm. Okay. The one she's leaning for is what I call the machete order. Yeah. It's four, five, two, three, six, seven, eight. So no New Hope at all? Nope. Uh, no, 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 no. That's New Hope. It's four. So you take out Phantom, Men- uh, Phantom Menace. So you have New Hope, Empire, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi. Okay, yeah, that's Machete Order right there, yeah. Because that's, that would be... Um, because literally, if you look at it, what does a new... Um, what, what does Phantom Menace do for anybody? At the end of the day. It, it doesn't do a whole lot, which is the whole reason why they've made a whole watching order that excludes yeah. it, called the machete order. Exactly. Uh, also, you can do four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine release order. Uh, what else, Mike? Anything you want to pitch that? Because I think we're going to do machete, but I mean, I still enjoy Darth Maul. I mean, you definitely you definitely don't need Solo. That's for sure, especially since. Um, and since uh, Han is gone, and he's probably not going to show up in this movie at all, because I can't imagine him being a ghost. Uh, you can't just pass Force Ghost powers around willy nilly, so I don't think he's going to be popping up in this film. Uh-huh. Um, I'm always a fan of just the context of historical release order. Okay. Because if you if you watch the Machete Order, I get it. Like narratively, it makes more sense, you know, bouncing around. But also, truly, if you were recommending it to somebody that had never seen it before. I would tell them to watch it in chronological release order so they would understand the context of everything that happened. But um, 
episode but honestly honestly i'm just not gonna i know for sure i'm just not gonna have the time to watch all of these films so probably what i will do is i'll just watch seven eight and then go watch nine all right uh i because I, I still have not watched up rewatched episode eight yet so i don't know how i feel about rewatching it yet because i don't know if it's just gonna get me all riled up and angry you're gonna love so, it you're gonna be I, so enamored <laughs> with it We'll find out, but it's de- I, I I know for sure I have to rewatch it, and I got to do that before we go see Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I think the only thing one adds that I would I, I would say is relevant to this is the introduction of uh, Sheev Palpatine and um, how he came to power with with you know literally just manipulating events to his his likings in that first one. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I don't think there's much because this nine ninth movie wraps up a whole arc. I think that would be the reason I go back to one. So I've got to put these on the calendar so I can watch these long movies uh, before uh, before it hits in December. So stoked, Mike. I'm so stoked for Star Wars. Speaking of, we are getting the Star Wars show we've always wanted, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. And uh, with that, uh, Ewan McGregor has said the series will consist of six one-hour episodes. I mean, that sounds about in line with what we what we have been uh, getting reports out of Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we've had any reports of any series being long at all. It seems everything's within like the six or eight episodes. Yeah, six or eight. Uh, maybe some of the animated stuff might be longer. I, it wasn't that Marvel's What If, but like that, yeah. I don't think that counts. Yeah. Um, um, but Ewan McGregor says he's known about this for about four years. He's been lying to people about not coming back <laughs> as Obi-Wan. So uh, he's like, I'm so glad I can finally tell people. Uh, because his new movie, Dr. Sleep, is coming out, I think, uh, next week or in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. So he's probably on press tour right now. He is on press tour during the release of Disney Plus and the announcement of this show. So uh, <laughs> God help him for actually a- answering questions about the sequel to The Shining. So more power to him. So we're going to switch gears to other shows we might have to watch on Disney Plus because they've been canceled. Cloak and Dagger. Um, man, this really heartbroken here. I can't believe it's canceled after two seasons uh, on Freeform that I because I didn't watch it. I didn't watch <laughs> it at all. Um, but the characters will still cross over on the Runaway season three, uh, which is probably got one foot in the grave as well in its season yeah, three. I saw- I saw that the um, the showrunner of Cloak and Dagger was out there on Twitter kind of expressing his feelings for the show, you know, saying nice sentiments like, you know, he was glad he they were able to actually I don't know if it was a man or a woman. Uh, they were glad to create what they what they created. They had a really awesome crew. They really put their heart and soul into it. And there seemed to be a, a little bit of um, a little bit of frustration over the fact that they believe that the show was canceled due to all of the shakeups over at Marvel Television. And that very well could be true. I mean, it seems like Feige is trying to rein all this in and um, and really uh, pick a strategy a, for television. I think put out interconnected content is the the, the key word here, right? Because mm-hmm. I've watched The Runaways. I've watched everything on Netflix. Nothing on Netflix referenced anything but the 2012 Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, in the MCU, they are now in the year 2023. So how can you take Cloak and Dagger in the runaways and make that work in the larger scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I totally understand where this is coming from. So, I mean, yeah, and all, and all of these TV shows are going to have to reference the blip. I mean, that was a, that was a humanity wide phenomenon. I mean, if we're talking just the battle of New York with the Netflix shows, I mean, 
theoretically, if you lived in another part of the world, uh, you could have just not really have heard about it, or maybe you didn't care because you didn't live over there because it was just isolated to just basically downtown New York City. But uh, the blip affected the entire universe, the mm-hmm. all of existence. So every TV show is going to have to <coughs> reference that in some way. Yeah, I mean, even, even Spider Man did, but they did it in a funny way. With that guy who grew up five years and was in their class, <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is pretty good. So Cloak and Dagger, no more. Uh, we'll probably. I mean, I think Runaways is going to be on Disney Plus, so this will probably be as well. Uh, but speaking of Marvel TV, with all this shakeups, the Marvel uh, Feige being promoted to chief uh, creative officer, I think was what it was, or chief operating officer. Uh, Jeff Loeb is finally on his way out of a leadership role. Um, thank God, before he ruins something else. Um, <laughs> He did this with my Ultimate Comics, and now he's doing it with the television. Uh, I, I shared an article with you earlier this week listing a, a, a platter of options you could choose from where Jeff Loeb has messed up. <laughs> yeah, I read through that. But the the biggest one I was like, he spent he had to spend a hundred thousand dollars on a TV budget, okay, to fix Medusa's wig on Inhumans, which didn't look that good in the end to begin with. <laughs> so you know, we I mean, literally, that's just blowing money right out of there. Um, and I guarantee you, uh, studios uh, pulling the plug on TV projects like Cloak and Dagger. Um, this is, I wouldn't say why New Warriors didn't get off the ground, but why Ghost Rider got canceled. And mm. why Runaways will probably be next on that, that chopping block. Um, yeah, it, it makes me wonder what uh, Feige's strategy is for outside of the streaming service. Because streaming services have a totally different strategy, like we talked at the top of the show. They just want uh, numbers of subscribers. You know, when you're talking about broadcast television, you always need something new to air. You're, you're looking for longevity. You, want, you don't necessarily want to greenlight something that's just going to get six episodes, even if it's on a smaller network like Freeform. I think you're looking for at least ten, because you want to be able to play it uh, more than six weeks in a row. So I'm kind of curious what Feige has in the ideas well, for maybe something like lower rung. Of course, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier or um, well, the Hel- Hellstrom is still is filming now. So I mean, uh, I, I bet I, I bet that gets plugged. Uh, that gets pulled the plug some way because uh, I would imagine they're probably just filming a pilot at this point in time. Well, I mean, I think you got a full order for Hulu, and then there's the animated stuff they're working on. I bet there's some lower rung things. He's like, I don't care about these characters. We will never use Damon Hellstrom in, ever. Like, well, I, uh, I, I feel like if it's like if it's animated, like if all these yeah. Hulu shows that are animated, I feel like Feige is totally okay with an animated show living in its own universe because people can just mentally separate those two things in their head anyway. I mean, yeah. there's some adults out there that just don't watch animation in general, whether they hear it's adult or for kids or however the story is, they just don't watch animated stuff. So I don't think he's worried about that. But I'm thinking like, well, what does Feige have in mind for ABC? Like, oh. I would assume ABC wants superhero content. So, what does that end up being? How much uh, swap? How much crossover does he allow? And hopefully, we can get just more I, than like a SIF crossover, like once a season on episode. You know, I, I don't think that I honestly. If ABC gets anything, it'll be again D tier or maybe E tier. Maybe even lower than that because <laughs> the the problem the problem comes into crossover. Okay, the the only reason the Disney Plus model works for this is because they're filming them like movies and they have hard release orders. So when Scarlet Witch um, or WandaVision comes out and then it has to tie into Doctor Strange, the, they they film those productions back to back, right? I mean, they're like, okay, here's uh, Elizabeth Olsen in this movie. We've written it and it's done. Television, like they're filming it, like what a month before it comes live. Sometimes, like they're not really on the ball, and, and movies are planned years in advance. So, 
I really, really don't see ABC getting anything high profile. And if anything, it'll be, like I said, D or E list characters that are like, I've never heard of Machine Man. Okay. Why Machine Man will be a show on ABC because they don't care. We'll never use them. You know, honestly, there could be, there could be a reality where ABC doesn't get any superhero shows at all moving forward. I mean, outside of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I mean, they fumbled around with Agent Carter a little bit, tried to get other stuff off the ground, but you know, outside of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., ABC has, has had, hasn't really ever had any other superhero content. I mean, the CW is the exception, not the rule. I mean, they are the superhero TV show powerhouse that cranks them out like every night of the week, sometimes twice a night. So I could I could see a world where just ABC doesn't need them, you know? Right, and the CW difference is because CW had a show, Fox had a DC show, they're making DC movies. None of those are connected. Marvel set like a precedent, which whether that's good or bad is going to dictate what becomes live on broad on broadcast television it seems like jeff Loeb was just an executive who was whether you liked it or not doing his job trying to make deals and make money so he was just like yes i'm totally fine you know with a a mutants tv show on fox whether or not he had input Mm -hmm. with that or not he's like oh i'm fine if cloak and daggers over at freeform i'm making deals i'm making moves and i'm making money off of everything every deal that i make anyway so uh, you know, he just kind uh, of left this really fractured landscape behind him. I will also fault him for canceling the Deadpool animated show with Donald Glover, though. Oh yeah, that was that was that was that a was really, a bad really, that was a bad that mistake. Was a, that was a bad move too, because that would have been on FX, which would have been out owned outright by Disney. So that could have been something very easily that could have been moved and, over to Hulu with all of those other animated shows that are going on. And it would have been animated, so no one would have thought if they referenced the movie. It's also Deadpool. Nobody cares. Like, yeah, have some fun with it. And you would have had you would have had Donald Glover in your wheelhouse. I mean, that guy is probably getting offers and development deals every second that the clock ticks in Hollywood. So if he's on your doorstep, you don't let him go. No, no, especially not over an animated show like that. So, mm-hmm. but also um, apparently Marvel Entertainment COO CEO Ike Perlmutter, who is notorious for being stingy and making like people dig staples out of the trash can and paper clips <laughs> to reuse them as office. Like when I think when Iron Man one came out for the press junket, they like gave out bags of chips and canned water to like to the press people. Um, and he's also I think in not to get political Donald Trump's political cabinet for veteran affairs, which makes no sense because he's a comic book publisher. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard some troublesome thing about his politics and and whether uh, I mean it's not like I think giant corporations are on are on the side of like the working class or the little people, but I think uh, Disney wants its political opinions just just not out there. I, I mean, just, I'm sure they have them, but you don't want to broadcast boy. them as much as Ike Perlmutter was doing, you know? Yeah, and, and currently is doing. And it's turning off a lot of people who would want to work for Marvel. Like, well, no, your guy in charge is you know, going against me and, and, and stuff. So Yeah, I think, I, think in that, I think in that article they mentioned a specific story about how a creator turned down a deal uh, because they didn't like the politics, which is, I mean, wow, the the cojones on that person for turning on a deal with one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest studios in Hollywood. I mean, they, well, they they really they really stuck to their convictions. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll see we'll see what Marvel happens as uh, as you know as what's his name um, Bob Iger moves towards retirement and you know mm-hmm. they continue to make great things and we look forward to Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming out next fall, starting production I think last week or this week. Um, apparently, uh, Sebastian Stan, he's been at Comic-Cons, and he said, apparently Bucky's arm from Wakanda has more features that we have not explored yet, other than just shooting a gun. Ooh, 
I love fun technology. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally down for Wakanda Tech doing cool stuff. Yeah, uh, Shuri created it, and uh, I guarantee you there's some really cool things in there that they just, because he was dusted as soon as he got it, like, well, we, we haven't seen it all. So uh, we're, that, that I think that show's going to be great, and that the show will also could possibly revolve around what's, what was in the comic books called The Mad Bomb as a, like, in a viral manner. Um, it's a device that turned the general public into unhinged, mindless mob bent on destruction and violence. <laughs> and I see your next bullet point was exactly what I was thinking when you said that. Kingsman? Uh, the first kid, the first Kingsman. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, obviously, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, they need to have some sort of mission. They need to be dispatched to solve something. So I'm curious... Uh, you know, this could be six, eight episodes, whatever it ends up being. I'm curious if they're going to be following one thread through all of these episodes, or maybe it probably is too short to be monster of the week type deal where they're solving a different crime every week. So, um, yeah, I guess, uh, pop possibly the mad bomb. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, also instead of making it a device, make it like a virus, like a bi- biological weapon. I mean, you know, uh, with Bucky's uh, experience in, in spy and espionage and stuff beforehand when he was unfrozen and, and you know, the Falcon essentially being Captain America now. So uh, having having to do this, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if they do something with this. I, I think it's not a bad bad choice for their first outing, right? The first Disney Plus show from Marvel mm-hmm. uh, making it big. Uh, in that regards, there is some I, little, very small vocal minority on the internet um, causing... Uh, I guess voicing concern for having Jeremy Renner be Hawkeye going forward because he's having having some sort of spat with his uh, ex-wife um, through some court, sort of court system. I, I don't know. This is the whole, uh, what was it, um, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard situation all over again. Uh, but apparently there's been some, some rumor, not rumors, maybe with these uh, troubles, his personal life troubles coming to light or being true or not true, that executives might remove him from the Hawkeye show. I don't think that would be possible but maybe in like a reduced manner and focusing on whoever kate bishop might and whomever may play him especially if it's you know Haley steinfeld from bumblebee so yeah i have i have not looked into this spat i have no idea yeah. what it's about so i feel like i can't really add much to this conversation but what i can say is if it's not something extremely egregious where people can really get on board with it and start tweeting out a hashtag, mm-hmm. there's a there's a good chance that there's enough road in between now and whenever this Hawkeye show is going to come out that people will forget about it to begin with. Uh, just because, I mean, if you're comparing it to Johnny Depp, I mean, he's still out there yeah. uh, getting roles, so it obviously wasn't that big of a deal for him. So I I won't put my opinion out there because I don't know any of the facts, but right. I guess it's something to keep an it's something to keep an eye on. That's for sure. Right, and and. Yeah, I don't think it'd be the same as the James Gunn thing, but like, if you get fired from yeah. Disney, you can get rehired. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess we have seen that happen. You make some amends, you're, you're good. So there's that. And uh, also moving along the Disney Plus train, Miss Marvel has been pretty much confirmed to start filming in April, which was way earlier. Like Hawkeye is not even in production, and it was announced be- before that. So assumedly, it's coming out before it, but. You know, Miss Marvel didn't really wasn't given a release date. Same with Moon Knight, whatever. But if they want to move Miss Marvel up, you know, hey, go for it. I'm down with this. Um, even the guy who played Black Bolt, um, Anson Mount, in the, the the show that nobody talks about, <laughs> except us earlier about how bad the wig was. Uh, he's like other. Oh, there's apparently talks even in Hollywood of Vin Diesel campaigning for that role and taking over that role going forward. So. For Black Vin Bulls. Diesel took my gerb. <laughs> I know. It, someone else could have been Bloodshot and. And uh, Black Bolt and Groot, I guess. So um, I, I think this is fine. You know, Miss Marvel seems good, right? More yeah, Disney I'm, Plus I'm, shows, great. Yeah, I'm I'm down for 
for Disney Plus to finally launch. I mean, it seems like I'm going to watch The Mandalorian and then maybe catch um, maybe catch one or two of these movies that they're going to have released, and then I'm just going to be like twiddling my thumbs waiting for the next big release. So yeah, you're going to be watching uh, the X Men <laughs> animated show. You're going to be watching the Spider Man animated show. You're going to be watching what else was on there? Gummy the Bears, an- the animated show. The, the Anna Kendrick Holiday original movie, Noel, mm-hmm. where she is like, what is she like, the sister of Santa or like the niece of Santa? I don't know. Yeah. Or the Lizzie McGuire reboot with the. <laughs> hey, that's not, that's, that's not ready to go yet. Yeah, well, it's out there. They're taking photos. They're probably <laughs> filming it behind the scenes. I don't know. But uh, you can go watch Old Yeller. I think it's on there. Um, but yeah, Miss Marvel coming out. Spider-Man Far From Home, in case you wanted to see the regular YouTube version of the Daily Bugle's Quentin Beck video, they finally put it online, which is a horrible edit anyway, so why would anyone think this video was real? Yeah, uh, that's the big takeaway I even had from when I when I saw the reveal in the movie in theaters. Like, if they're going to take, like, this Alex Jones angle for uh, J. Jonah Jameson, I think that's fine, and I think that's a topical way to put it. But also, you need the people in the world of the MCU to take him as seriously as we take Alex Jones. Yeah. Like, if Alex Jones came out with a video that said, like, oh, this hero that everybody loves that literally saved the world not long ago is a creep that tried to execute a bunch of people, I would hope most humanity, most of humanity wouldn't believe this person. But maybe it's just going to be just enough of annoyance uh, to just make things a little bit s- harder for our hero, which usually makes for better storytelling. So, yeah, hopefully nobody takes him too seriously. Yeah, I, and hopefully, you know, I want to see, I don't want like a quote-unquote in-credit scene cameo from him. I want something good. Like, I want substantial Jonah Jameson, right, in this new one. Uh, because he just kind of came up out of nowhere, but we've also not been in New York, like, for any of his movies. We've been on the outskirts of New York or Europe. So, give us some big city swinging Spider-Man, you know? Like, let's see. Spider-Man swinging downtown in New York, doing his web thing. If you like those movies, though, coming up in December, I think December 5th, Sony is releasing a four-pack of Spider-Verse movies, Mike. You get Spider-Man Homecoming, you get Far From Home, you get Into the Spider-Verse, okay? Stop there, stop there. Yep, in Venom. Nope, Venom. Uh, people like Venom. You, we, we don't have to be as big as fans. People like Venom, but for I think for like a four pack and a steel book, you know, I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty good grab if you haven't bought any of these movies yet. Um, uh, holiday seasons around the corner. Buy someone their their Spider Man four pack for for all these movies, or just go watch Spider Verse on. Um, just go watch it on Netflix, and then you can yeah. watch the Spider Man movies on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Eventually, hopefully, they're not out the first month or something like that. So. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll knock on wood, but I think that's a pretty good four-pack. But I, I'm sad only two of them are related, but, you know, maybe we'll see see more later. Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson is out confirming that her character is dead after Endgame. No magic bringing her back to life. No, some conspiracy theories out there. She's like, no, Endgame, like, that's it. Like, Black Widow's prequel, that's it for her character. Like, she's, she's not going to continue after Endgame, and I think that's fine, right? Like, that's not a... Yeah, it, complaint. It, it, it was too much of an emotional sacrifice just to undo it. You mm-hmm. know, we got we got Gamora back in a sense, so that's the character that you got returned. So just deal with it. Yeah, exa- this is totally, totally. Fine. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I'm taking such a such an abrasive approach to it, but yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. Like uh, it's like it's like undoing. You know, if Tony Stark came back, you're like, why? What what was in game worth then? So mm-hmm. um, we go with that. 
For names, I'm going to go ahead and throw some names at you for this next topic here that you've never heard of before in your life. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, <laughs> Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is looking to cast the characters Tiger Claw, Razor Fist, Ghostmaker, and Moving Shadow. And these are not Ninja Turtle villains. I will tell you that right now. Um, <laughs> as antagonists, and it, they're saying it could be like a martial arts style tournament that he has to fight oh, in against these people. That would be so cool because that's scratching the martial arts tournament itch from uh, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z growing up. Uh-huh. That would be so cool. That would be a huge. That would be a cool event to um, to kind of bring Shang Chi around. And also, we've talked about this a thousand times, and everybody else out there, how Marvel movies try to focus themselves around like, different genres. You know, heist films, thrillers, crimes, political thrillers, whatever. What if Shang Chi was kind of like a sports movie in yeah. a, in a in a sort of a vein where he like moves his way up through this um, through this martial arts tournament? That would be so rad. You're gonna see so many MMA T-shirts with Shang Chi on it after this. I tell you what, <laughs> like, you gotta walk into Walmart and find him. So, I mean, I've said it before. Follow uh, Simu Lu on Twitter. Uh, I saw him. He was retweeting some people's um, some people's Shang Chi cosplay for Halloween. So he is. He's so on board for this character. I'm really looking forward to his movie. Yeah, I think uh, what a lot of people were saying it's going to be a lot like the John Claude Van Damme movie Bloodsport from the 90s. Oh, I've never seen it, but it's been on a list of movies that I need to catch. Yeah, so it's a, apparently that's like a big martial arts tournament. It's going to be very akin to that, where he has to like fight these people with that, and that the working title for this movie is called Steamboat. Which makes no sense. So, all right, sure. Uh, some of the, well, apparently, some of the Marvel movies, the ones pre-Endgame, were like using their like Guardians Two was like called Guardians Three Thousand. Like it's very obvious what it is, and they've gone mm-hmm. away from that back to like obscure titles because this is way too much. So, um, yeah. So Shang Chi, Legend of Ten Rings could be a martial arts tournament. I'd love to see it. Have some fun with this. Let's let's see what's going on. Make it look good. They must include a punching bag that um, that determines whether you're allowed to be in a tournament or tournament or not. Mm-hmm. How hard can you hit this punching bag? That's the threshold because I, that part of DBZ was always hilarious because like Goku would just come up and could just like launch that thing into the stratosphere if he wanted to. And he just like flicks it with his finger and he's like, yeah, almost broke it. Well, I, I keep <laughs> thinking of I hate I hate to do this because nothing but um, Mortal Kombat from like '94 the first. This one, like, and, like the whole movie, like they're fighting, they're fighting, and then at the end, finally, uh, uh, Liu Kang does his like fireball thing out of nowhere or something like that. I'm like, where did he learn to do that in this fight? <laughs> so hopefully, we don't see a lot of magic going on here, but like actual really good fighting, really really good fighting. So we'll do that. I'm gonna throw some uh, conspiracy theory at here. Uh, a conspiracy okay. theory in Captain Marvel that Nick Fury was replaced after his attack in the Winter Soldier where he was, uh, you know, very, leaving very, very brutally, you know, shot oh, okay. in Captain America's apartment. Um, and he took to space to heal his wounds because they could actually fix him up there. That There wasn't any, like, heart-slowing medication or anything like that. That was all, like, you know, him, quote, possibly dying before they replaced him to send him up there. I mean, that would make a little bit more sense if you wanted to kind of rationalize how long it could possibly take to build a space station, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I like that idea. And then, because of a line in Captain Marvel, he says he can't eat his toast if it's cut diagonally. In Age of Ultron, we see Fury eating toast <laughs> cut diagonally. Now, <laughs> while this was filmed well before any of this, that line in Captain Marvel, which is more recent, could be... A giveaway that this was, you know, oh, retcon later. I, 
I love that idea. If that's true, because like, you know, it's saying that like, okay, we may not have planned this out from the very beginning, but since it's an idea we want to go through, let's do this like little toast gag just to seal the deal. That's really funny. I like that idea. Yeah, because I'm just like, this is so like, someone was watching this and had fun with it and were like, this is where we're going to do it. This is the scene and the line. And also it's so Fury. Like Fury is great at like, making all of these heroes think that he's doing one thing and he's doing the other, but it makes him even more mysterious when he's fooling the audience. It's us himself. It just adds to the mystique of this character because that's one thing that the MCU is always has to kind of like, um, they always have to deal with this. How do we, how do we make humans with no superhuman powers seem greater than they are? And this is one way to make fury seem even, even cooler is like his superpower is basically just being the most mysterious man in the world. So, um, I guess maybe we'll see him up there with the Dos Equis on the space station soon. Yeah. I think it would be cool to like reference, like when they, they actually get to sword or Captain Marvel 2 or whatever. And he's like, no, I've been up here forever. And then they show that scene like of him being replaced in Winter Soldier. And it's like, you're like, oh my gosh, this changes everything uh, that we've known about him because he's been in space this whole time. And like, he, like he was what an age of Ultron and he didn't show up again until what Captain Marvel. Right. I don't remember Nick Fury in any uh, other movie. Yeah. I, I don't, I need like a Nick Fury timeline here. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he disappeared at the end of, uh, Infinity War when he was dusted. I think that was it. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's just very interesting. Like, you know, we didn't have any of them, so we don't know if he was doing something else the whole time. So, uh, conspiracy theory. <laughs> in, in, in things that, that catch my interest, Mike, I, I'm a big fan, comic book fan. The Century, we've talked about this several times on this show. Someone. He's your, he's your number one, and just uh, um, he just outpaces Black Bolt, right? Yeah, yeah, very much so. I have a whole shelf dedicated to this guy right in front, in front of me here on the other side of my computer. And what's interesting is uh, Screen Rant, um, a couple days ago, four days ago, posted someone's fan art of Henry Cavill as Superman, as, 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 <laughs> who was Superman as the Sentry. And while mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of um, you know fan art, I was like, why would they do this? What is... The ploy, and apparently it was it's supposed to be like if Marvel was like to say we want Henry Cavill now he's not playing Superman, put him as someone as powerful as Superman in that universe, which would yeah, be the I Sentry. Mean, I mean, I feel like the character of the Sentry could just really make a great movie because he's just he's not the goody goody two-shoes boy scout he has like a mental illness basically we just saw the joker movie which was all about mental illness make all of his money so uh, i i I think that i think this is the time for the century i don't i don't know exactly you can tell me i'm sure you can what is the origin of the century's powers um in the comic books uh he was um robert reynolds was a uh, junkie uh and he drank this he broke into his lab and drank this serum kind of like a super soldier serum and it, and it gave him the powers, and like he wasn't supposed to have that. Okay, so I w- that that seems pretty inconsequential to the point where basically you could probably in the MCU give the Sentry his powers pretty much any way you want to, but it probably has to be at his own fault like he was on a bender or something like that so maybe instead of him being on a bender and drinking a mysterious liquid maybe he's on a bender and he falls into a vat of something or he crashes his car into something or there's something that 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 has to he was doing it looking for um another way to get high pretty much is what it was so i Mm -hmm. mean that that's what it is i mean that that shows he really wasn't a, a good person to begin with he just happened upon it and that splits him into the century and the void the good and the bad um, psyches in his head. So 
I mean, there's there's an opportunity here. I don't know if they'd ever bring this entry into someone that powerful to the MCU at this point, but maybe uh, uh, maybe once uh, Chris Hemsworth and uh, Thor kind of leave the fold, maybe that would leave room for the Sentry to come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've always talked about Norman Osborn coming in with his Dark Avengers, and the Sentry was on the Dark Avengers team, so yeah. uh, even Doctor Doom was afraid of him. So that's 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 something that we could we could totally see, you know, another ten years or so down the road, mm-hmm. but. But Henry Cavill there, because I had other Henry Cavill news. The Witcher, some photos from the show, making their rounds. I picked one here with Henry Cavill, ready for battle, in front of some other people with his swords. Uh, looks uh, looks like it's going to be a fun show. Looks like a good show. This is still slated to come out in 2019, isn't it? I don't know. I, I just Googled it, but uh, Google Google is not very specific and just said 2019. The so. series is set to be released in late 2019. I mean, yeah, so not much 2019 left, so I feel like it's got to be soon, right? I mean, I guess they could pull, pull a, a thing on us and drop it on the 12th of November against Disney+. Plus. Oh, maybe. I mean, that could be a possibility. I wonder if Netflix feels like they need to punch back or maybe Netflix was like, maybe we shouldn't take any big property and put it up against Disney plus just in case we want people to watch it. Uh, but you know, I've said it before and I say it again, I love watching really expensive TV shows. So this one looks really expensive. So I'm down to watch this. Yeah. They say the trailer is set to be released this October and we're only uh, a few a few days away from yeah, that beginning, and I would say at most when they release a trailer, you're a month away at most to the film. So maybe it's um maybe it's possibly the weekend of Thanksgiving. You know, uh-huh. maybe they want to drop oh, it, give people a ten, holiday weekend to watch. Ten thirty. This the on on October thirtieth is Luca Comics and Games, which is a convention, and that's when the trailer is going to be dropped. So Wednesday. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense why we're seeing these photos. Yeah. That basically puts you right at the edge of November. So possibly I, I, that's, that's going to be my guess. Thanksgiving weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Thanksgiving or possibly, uh, early December because there's a night, a couple weeks before star Wars hits where nothing's going on. So about, about the same thing. And lastly, for Netflix, Stranger Things, their other big moneymaker, uh, season four is to have eight episodes again and debut after summer 2020. So over a year wait till the next Stranger Things. Well, at least it's not a two-year wait like uh, last time, so I'm all right with that. Yeah, I was looking at my secondary box of uh, um, Coke from that, because I still have that, because they sent me two, and I'm like, well, I've got this thing to put on my collector <laughs> shelf somewhere. Yeah, there you go. Uh, maybe maybe they'll bring back some other vintage uh, treat for to promote the next season. Um, I got to suggest people go out and watch this trailer, because it was presented to me when I signed into Netflix just the other day. It's kind of funny and a little cringy, but you know some people might like this type of stuff. So there, Netflix has a new prank show where it, it, it looks it looks like it's a, a little bit of punked mixed with kind of like a supernatural feeling. And um, I have a feeling they made this show because I was also presented a similar show on Netflix maybe about a year ago, but it, it was like it was like 10 plus years old. It was like an old prank show. I think maybe MTV produced it where you put like normal people in like a situation and then like creepy ghouls or goblins show up in the office that you're filming them in or something like that. But the really funny part about this is, you know how punked operated across the assumption that Ashton Kutcher would pop out, right? And at the time, Ashton Kutcher was a well-known person. So, oh, I know I'm punked because now I'm looking at this celebrity that just hopped out of a van and he's punking me. 
Well, this new prank show swaps out Ashton Kutcher for Dustin, the kid from Stranger Things. Really? So literally in this trailer, you see somebody go like, wait a minute, who's that person? So I'm just imagining all these people who are being traumatized on this prank show see this celebrity pop out and they're just like, why does this kid look familiar? Oh, isn't that the kid from Stranger Things? So I, it just feels like there's so much weird stuff going on in this prank show. Like maybe it was Dustin's idea to make it, and Netflix was just like, well, you're in Stranger Things. You can do whatever the hell you want on our platform. I don't care what you do. It's like, I want to do a prank show. But um, I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but the trailer was at least really weird and kind of funny. So I have no idea what it was called, but you can go find it on Netflix, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean uh... – there's there's very few good things on Netflix these days that are original. So, I mean, if you think it's good, I mean, take Mike's recommendation. He's go, never steered us wrong. Go check out BoJack Horseman. They're in the last season. They're doing two parts. The first eight episodes came out this weekend. The last eight episodes of the series is, I believe, coming out in February, I believe, or maybe January. So uh, BoJack's been a very solid animated series. So Netflix got that going for them. So go check out BoJack if you, have, if you haven't yet. Yeah, I mean, that's only uh, twice we've talked about that today since we got on the microphone. So, <laughs> there we go. Um, that's that's it for the show this week, Mike. I'm uh, I'm pretty pretty stoked uh, for for next week. I, I don't really have anything to look forward to this week in news, so hopefully we can see what pops up. But uh, if people want to know what you're up to, where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. You can read my webcomics at Pickled Comics. Dot com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what you're doing, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. I'll, maybe I'll take a picture of some of this exotic jerky I got at Cincinnati this weekend. <laughs> uh, you can also have a comic UI. I'm very excited to announce uh, I will be at C2E2. We um, Superhero Slate has been approved for a press, so I will be there. Uh, I was going to go either way, but I got to go for represent the show, Mike. I will do us proud. I promise. I said su- I suggest you do this with the jerky, since you said you have a bunch of different types of animal jerky. Unwrap the jerky, take a picture of it, and put it on your Instagram story, and then ask people what animal that they think it is. Ooh. You know, you can you can do like a yes or a no, or I, bl- I think you can do like a multiple choice, like so you can list like four animals how, and people can guess what it is. How many animal emojis can I pick in that review? Session? Oh yeah, you could do emojis. Yeah, hopefully your jerky corresponds to emojis. Yeah, me too. I, I really hope so. So so. <laughs> do that uh, if you want to know more about our show and they want to listen to some other episodes where can they find us at oh it's so easy all you got to do is visit superheroslate.com for all the resources for the show uh, you can find our awesome show notes so if you want to check out all of these links and uh, images and trailers that we talked about in the show just head on over to superheroslate.com uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts YouTube Spotify wherever else you'd like to listen to podcasts well, can, can I interject and say shout out to uh, listener Chris Kidman for setting up a car play automation when he plugs oh, in his car yeah it plays superhero slate for him so that is that's, hella cool that's incredibly baller that's how you become a super fan yeah. by setting up automations to listen to our show that is so bad even when it's not a new show just listening to the old shows that's that's ballsy <laughs> that's that's that is ballsy but you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram you can get merch for the show at superheroslate.com slash store. Uh, we love hearing from you. Reach out and let us know what you think about the show. Uh, if you want us to talk about something, uh, do you have your Disney Plus uh, subscription ready to go? Are you getting Apple Plus, I think is what it's called, Apple Plus, right? Um, are you down for HBO Max? We want to hear from you out there. Are you excited about Quibi? We're going to be talking about Quibi as soon, oh, as, they, as soon as they sign a show that we want to talk about. So look out for Quibi. Um, 
And also, we love our super fans. If you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and I'm sure uh, Christopher Kidman out there can help you set up an automation for doing that. Yes. So uh, we, we love we love you we love you guys out there, and we'll be back next week. Yes, we will catch you then. See ya. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Well, I'm gonna find out. So here we go. All right. Ooh.